Tanya for Chof Talad Iyar is the continuation of chapter 51. The Alter Rebbe in today's year continues the analogy of the Neshama and the Chayus, the energy of the body, how it is infused and diffused within the body. As we spoke about in yesterday's year, there's three, major, three general stages. There's the stage of the Neshama, the way the Neshama is for itself, the Mahusav Atzmusa of the Neshama, which on that level, the energies that are going to be used to energize the body, animate the body, is in a state of helam, in a state of concealment, in a state of koyach. It's like the Alter Rebbe describes in today's shir that like the sunlight within the sun. That means that it doesn't even have an identity for itself. It's, it doesn't, ident, doesn't have an identity as, as, as light. It's just like the sunlight doesn't have an identity of light while it's in the sun. All it is is the sun. Likewise, what eventually is going to emerge as the life force for the body and then the specifics of the, the different organs that it's going to give specific life force to, as it's incorporated within the Etzem HaNeshama, on that level, it doesn't have any definition of itself. Then, as the Neshama begins to enter into the body, its beginning stages of Hamshocha, which means where it begins to descend and become accessible to be able to diffuse within the body, it begins first to reside within the brain. The brain becomes the main seat, the main energy plant, so to speak, of where the Neshama begins to diffuse its energies within the specific parts of the body and the organs of the body. And primarily, as Al-Tarebbe highlights in today's Tanya, it begins primarily with the brain. The brain takes the majority of this, of this life force. As we know, the brain operates the whole body, so the brain contains within it a, a greater proportion of the energy of the chayus, and the, this energy also is then further disseminated within the third stage, within the specific limbs of the body. To further understand this idea just a bit, so within this soul itself, the Etzim HaNeshama, what is a soul? A soul, in its purity, is, as the Altarev explained in chapter 2 of Tani, is a chelak lakam mamish, which in other words means it's purely godliness. It's a, it's a part of elikus, it's a part of godliness. On that level, it has no connection to the body. It has no connection to giving off energy or life force to the body. In fact, it's identity, so to speak, on that level has nothing to do with giving life to the body. It has nothing to do with um, the element of, of, of life that the soul has naturally or innately, but it's purely a part of godliness functioning within the existence of godliness, of godlies, the, godly, the basking in the godliness of the Orient Self, etc. Then, as the Nishama then becomes relatively relatable to this body, where it becomes to descend, the Hamshocha stage of the soul, where the, the, the soul now is going to become an animating life force energy, the Nekuda HaKlolis HaChayis of the soul, of the body, that's when the soul becomes like a boira. that's when the soul, a niver, that's when it becomes like a creation, where it takes on the forms of creation, and on that level, it begins to manifest certain characteristics of energy sources through which it could then diffuse into the body and give different energies within the specific limbs of the body and organs of the body. This is the stage of Hamshocha, and as that stage of Hamshocha happens, the beginning stages of the Gilui, the revelation of this, of this energy, is based on the specific limbs. Which, in other words, means that the, the or, let's say the light of the sun, 
the light of the sun, if it doesn't have a receptacle, if it doesn't have a vessel through which the light comes through, the light is not light. In order for light to be light, it needs to have a receptacle. It has to have a vessel through which, through, through which it could shine and therefore give it, give it a characteristic of light. Likewise, the energy, the highest, the or the highest of the neshama, as we know, the neshama is the life force of the body. The body is an organic matter that has no life force of its own. It needs the body, it needs the soul, which is the life force, the, which is the chai be'etzem, which is the intrinsic life force of the body, of, of any of the existence of the thing. It's like, it's like having a computer. If you don't plug it into, the, into, into this outlet to get the electricity, there's no life to the computer. It's only, once, it's only the electricity, the electrons that run through it, that give it life force. So too the soul is that, a, that electron, so to speak, to the body to give it life force. But in the electrons itself, there's specific elements of the life force that is uniquely related to the eyes, to the ears, to the heart, to the feet, to the hands, and they only become revealed, so to speak, they only function as a specific life force for the hand, let's say, when it emerges, when it diffuses into the hand's organ, into the, into the organ of the hand, or within the heart, the organ of the heart, etc. At that point, the kli, the vessel of the heart, the specific organ, nurtures, so to speak, and brings out this light as being now a light, being an energy, being a source of, of highest for, this, for the body. So that means, if we look at it from a deeper perspective, the energy, the source, the fact that the, the neshama is a life force, it doesn't mean that it's a life force of itself. It's a life force only as it enters into the body. And when it enters into the body, it begins to function with its, with its characteristics of being a life force for the body. And from this we could understand, Al-Tareb explains to us, that in these stages and these processes, the energies and the body's uh, receiving of these energies are very much interconnected. Without the body receiving the energies, the body doesn't live, and without the soul having the body through which to give off the life force, so the life force doesn't really exist so, so much. And this is going to be crucial in understanding the, this, this, the way this marshal, this analogy plays out within the greater spheres of godliness and how God's light gives life and animation to the world, the Malakalalman, is also by understanding that the purity of the art doesn't really have a connection to the world, and only then, when it comes into the world, is there really a, a relatability, so to speak, of the art as the art becomes practical, so to speak, or relatable to the world, the gilui of the art as it comes into the world. So, in today's shir, Dr. Rebbe finishes off this analogy of explaining how the soul, as it emerges into the body, needs the vessel, the, the, the kli, like the brain is a vessel it's a, through which the person could intellectualize, so without the, the soul, it's just gray matter. It has no energy, it has no ability to function. Once the soul, once the soul enters into the body, into the brain, so now the brain could function. And it functions to be able to think, to be able to, to have control over the body. It's like plugging the computer into the outlet to have the electrons starting to flow, and then each specific energy source, every specific part of the body gets a specific energy source through which it then can function and reveal that specific element of the soul's specific energy that could be utilized for that specific thing. It says, This stage of hamshacha, meaning the soul itself, as we said, has no the visibility of any of these energies. But then the soul becomes into a state of hamshacha as it, as, as it goes into the stage of hamshacha. So all the 613 different specific elements of energy that are in a state of concealment within the soul as they enter into the body, to give a life, 
on this stage, as the soul now it emerges into the body, becomes part of the body, becomes like a nivra in the body, that's what they refer to. That the main seat of this residing and resting of the Hamshacha and then the revelation of this Hamshacha because the Hamshacha itself can't be revealed. That's Manashama, it doesn't get revealed. It's the, re the revealed part is the energy that comes through it is purely, completely in the brain. Therefore, the brain receives first its energy. The energy of Achayis and the life force fit for what the brain needs, based on what it's made up of, based on its properties. Shein Chabad, which is the three major parts of the brain, the Koyach HaMachshava, the Chochma Bidadas, and the power of thought, the Chol HaShach Slamoichen, and everything that's related to the brain. So that's the first stage, the first diffusion of the light, of the energy. Not only that, Likewise, all of the, the general hamshacha, not the specific hamshacha, but the general elements of the energy, the way it's going to be diffused within the rest of the bodies, also becomes now embodied and invested within the brain. And there is the main seat of this hamshacha, in a revealed way. The hamshacha itself, as we said, is not revealed. Now it's going to be revealed. The entire soul is now being revealed, expressed, or exposed within the, within the brain, and within it, all the general energies of the specific elements of the body. And from the brain, then it diffuses to all the rest of the limbs. Now, when it diffuses, it doesn't mean that the brain doesn't have any more of the energy. On the contrary, diffusion means that it still retains, the brain retains the energy, but then there's also a, a part of the body that receives its energy, each one gets its energy based on its makeup, its, its, its DNA, so to speak. The power of sight is within the eye. The power of hearing is within the ear. Then all the energies come from the brain. Because as we mentioned, is the seat of the soul. In a revealed state. What does it mean revealed? It reveals there. As we said, that in order for the revelation of the light, so to speak, or the energy force of the soul, it needs a vessel. And what vessel is it? The brain is what gives it this giloi. It's just that the general energies of all specific limits become revealed from there. Like light, which comes out of the sun. Sunlight, as it emerges from the sunlight, as it enters into different rooms, so now each room gets its specific sunlight, but it all is from the sun, and then the sunlight, as it emerges, and it gets its vessel through which it's going to shine through, it's going to take on different colors. Now, even the heart, which is a main function of the body, it's the, one of the essential organs of the body, even the heart receives from the brain. As we know, the, the blood travels from the heart to the brain, but the brain is what gives the, the abilities for the heart to function. And that's why, as mentioned earlier in the earlier chapters, the brain naturally controls the heart because since the energies of the, of the life force of the heart comes from the brain, so the brain therefore has the ability, in earlier chapters uh, 12, 13, 14, Dr. Rebbe there explained how a person naturally has the ability to control his temptations of his heart. And this is the explanation scientifically, so to speak, in the sense of the fact that the soul resides in the brain and there it gives off energies to every part, even including the heart. And now we can understand, at least on the muscle level, the specific elements of the soul, how it enters into the body. In tomorrow's year, the Alter Rebbe is going to explain 
how this plays out in the nimshal, how this is relatable to God's energies and how it gives life to every specific element of the world and the creations. But again, we're going to see these three general things, which is the or for itself, and then the way it comes into the world and has, has an impact and gives life force to the world.